Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, privyet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Gosh, we have a great episode planned today. Outdoor explorer, summit searcher, and beer aficionado. Julie St. Louis is our guest. A consistent theme on this show is that the guests have taken times of uncertainty, times of doubt, and have flipped them into positives. Borrow along a recent phrase, beauty from the ashes. And although 2020 will be long remembered as a year of widespread misfortune and difficulty, most of our guests have actually thrived over the last 12 months. It seems that most of our episodes feature triumphant stories of perseverance in which the guests made a decision that they weren't going to have a pity party for the extra challenges that were thrown their way. Instead, they were going to find ways to make them a positive or to find new aspects of their lives in which they could rededicate themselves. Now, Julie St. Louis is the epitome of someone who took a negative and turned it into a positive. And since the pandemic began in the spring of 2020, Julie has aspired to seek out new pleasures outdoors, to find new metaphorical and literal summits to conquer. In doing so, she has cultivated a life devoted to exploring the outdoors, and it's that change in paradigm that has enhanced her life in, in countless ways. On today's episode, you'll hear Julie talk about what inspired her to get out and explore and what keeps her motivated throughout the many trails that she has traversed. And finally, she tells us about a unique day that she has created, Summit Beer Day. Ah, yeah, I got your attention now. Summit Beer Day, a new holiday that celebrates hiking, summiting, and of course, beer drinking. Such a fun conversation. I admire Julie for her rededication to herself, and I respect and love her adoration for the outdoors and the fact that she's continually searching. So let's go ahead and bring on Summit Searcher, Julie St. Louis, and let's learn. When was it that you first fell in love with the outdoors? So it's funny. I grew up in upstate New York, um, so I'm close to the Adirondacks. Um, My mom has always you know, taking me outside and we've gone and we've done bike rides and we've hiked in the past. Um, and I actually rode crew in high school. So I loved being on the water. Um, so I've always had a connection to the outdoors, but this past year when, um, COVID really broke out and there was really nothing to do, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take some time and improve myself and just explore this area that I call home. And I've just dove headfirst. I, uh, took my first hike and it was back in uh, end of May last year in 2020. And my, fi- my fiance and I went up and we did one of the Lake George hikes. And from there we were like, well, what's next? And we haven't stopped saying that every weekend since. Um, so it just kind of spiraled from there. And my love has just grown tenfold since the past years. Incredible. I, di- I didn't realize this was something that was so new. When you first started out on this idea, was it just, hey, let's just get out of the house? Was that the mindset behind it? It really was. I I was looking for something to get out of the house because again, we've all been in lockdown and it had been a really long stretch without having something to look forward to. And when we went out and we hiked, I was like, well, you know what? I could keep doing this. And like, there's challenges and there's things out there that we could keep pushing ourselves to become better. And I saw that there was like a weakness in myself that I was like, wow, you know, I'm really out of breath or I had a hard time with that one section of the trail. So I just wanted to push myself um, to kind of continue so that I could keep improving. So when did it progress from something of, Hey, just getting out of the house and, and, and having a little fun to something that a little more serious to where you have goals of completing summits. When did that happen? You know, it was pretty quick actually. Mm-hmm. So I started out just casually hiking 
end of May in 2020 was really when it started like every weekend. And then I would say probably like July of the same year. So a couple months later, you know, I started thinking, I was like, my goal is that I really want to hike an Adirondack high peak. And it was something that I never really had thought of as a child. Um, I always knew the high peaks and I always kind of felt like they were something that were unattainable, right? Like only athletes and really strong people can go and do the high peaks. Um, so I never thought in a million years I'd be able to do them myself. So when I started hiking every week and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool is if I could hike one high peak this year. And I set that goal for myself. And so to do that, I felt like the best way was to keep hiking every week to get stronger and stronger. I'm like you as far as I need that little extra competition, something to make it tangible, something to actually have as a goal. So what is it about being at the top of a mountain or summiting that, that inspires you the most? Um, you know, it's funny. I, everybody loves the grand view at the top, right? And uh, I think the most rewarding thing for me isn't the top. It's the way down. Mm. I actually love the trail in general. I think being in the woods um, and the quiet, the vegetation, being in the deep, deep Adirondack pines to me is the most peaceful of it all. Um, obviously, going up is enjoyable and I love that. And then when you summit and you're proud and you did it. Um, but the way down to me is probably my favorite time just simply because you get to soak it all in, you accomplished it already. So you're just relaxing and really enjoying it. And I also find this is the time where I personally, um, when I'm hiking with somebody, I have my favorite conversations. You just accomplish something together and you're not out of breath. So you can end up talking and sharing stories and talking about life and what mountain you want to do next on the way down. Well, that was going to be my next question of what type of, what type of hiker are you? Are you someone who does like to chat it up or are you someone who likes times of isolation or is it time for music or reflection? What, what's the experience like for you overall? Um, I would say I'm kind of a hybrid between a chatter and a reflector. Mm. Um, I don't listen to music when I hike because I think that nature sounds are absolutely my favorite and I'd rather unplug for a little bit of time. Um, I like to sometimes when I'm hiking and you know, you're exerting yourself and you can't really get words out on the way up the mountain. Um, I'm really thinking, like I'm thinking so much about life and how I'm proud of myself that I got myself here and, you know, how I feel all of my body and my muscles moving. I'm really like thinking about all of those things. You know, sometimes there's, oh crap, did I move the laundry over? Or, you know, little things like that as well that slip in your mind. But I really try and just like feel myself and think about the moment that I'm in. On the way down, like I said, or at the summit, I'm definitely a chatter. Um, I love to talk. I always have loved to talk. And I typically am hiking with, again, my fiance, my mom, my friends. Um, so, you know, it's nice to catch up and have that dedicated time together because, you know, you're unplugged from the world and it's a good chunk of time. You know, um, if you're doing an eight hour hike, you get four hours of it hiking down together. It's really a special thing. Yeah. I want to ask you your favorite because I know that's going to be impossible. But in your travels thus far, which are the locations that have left the strongest mark emotionally? You know, it's funny. I, I would say I have two. Um, if I had to pick my favorite hike in the Adirondacks, um, right now it's Big Slide, which was my eighth high peak. Um, so again, I set the goal that I wanted to do one high peak this year, and I'm really proud that I've already gotten nine. Um, so, you know, that was really a big accomplishment for me, and I was proud of that. Um, and then actually, I have always had an attachment to Maine. Um, my cousins and I and my uncle and my mom used to go every year as kids to um, Winter Harbor, Maine, which is about uh, nine hours north of where I live right now. Um, it's right outside. It's got Acadia National Parks like an hour away. 
so we used to always adventure there and Scudic Point and all these little beautiful areas up there. Um, and the last trip I went was this past August in 2020. And um, we did a hike called the Precipice. And that was just an incredible, incredible hike. I mean, I've never done anything where you're climbing rungs on the side of a mountain overlooking the ocean. It was just a really beautiful experience. And that hike's really neat too, because it's only open for like two months of the year because the peregrine falcons mate there. Um, so they restrict it the rest of the year. So that was a really neat experience for us. Wow, that's incredible. How has uh, the height of the summits and the mountains, how has that changed over time for you? And you mentioned your initial goal was only one high peak. How has that progressed? And are you only doing single day events? Are you camping out? What's the, what's the process on that? Um, so when I started out hiking again last May, um, I was probably climbing about like 2000 foot mountains. Um, right now I'm about at, in the four thousands. I haven't hit 5,000 yet. Um, mm -hmm. Mount Marcy is in New York state. It's the highest peak in New York state and it's uh, 5,000 feet. Um, so that's on my list, but I'm not there yet. Um, it's definitely grown. Obviously the amount of elevation I've gained in a trip. Um, I've had a longer endurance. So I've been able to do longer mileage, longer, higher, steeper elevation, um, that's been a huge challenge of gaining that strength and the cardio to be able to do it. Right now, I've been doing um, single day hikes at this point. Um, I wanted to see how far I could go in a day. So right now, the most mileage I've done in a day is 16, which for any hiker, you know, that's a long day. Mm -hmm. um, so my goal was to be able to work up to 20 miles in a day. And so any hikes that I want to do over that, like if I'm going to do a traverse, I would get into trying to camp and do an overnight. It's definitely on my list. Just haven't gotten enough gear and mentally prepared for it yet. <laughs> love that. I love that. And you're building up to it as well. Have you had any memorable experiences with animals throughout these travels? You know, I'm grateful I haven't had any scary animals, <laughs> um, but I have seen pine martens, um, which not a lot of people know of. They're actually like a hybrid, I think, between a weasel and um, I think they're like weaselly. I think they're from the weasel family. Um, and they're actually, there's a family that lives on Big Slide, which was really, really cool. Um, we were climbing up the mountain and there's like a ladder and in between the ladder, when I was climbing up it, a little head popped up and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so that was pretty neat. And then we got to the summit and everybody's like, oh, if you're quiet, the pine martens will come out. And I'm like, okay. So we were sitting up there and lo and behold, he popped his head out and uh, he actually killed a chipmunk at the top. So that was quite the experience that we got with him. I, I'm speechless because I've never, <laughs> never seen one as an Arizona dweller. I've never came across anything even similar to that. That's incredible. Throughout your trips, and I know you take a lot of pride in being in the outdoors and in a lot of ways, you're an ambassador for nature. So what are some of the things that frustrate you the most when it comes to poor behavior, poor manners from other outdoor explorers and what are some ways that the average traveler can make a positive difference while they're exploring? Absolutely. I'm going to answer that in two answers for you because I think that it's such a complex question um, and that's something that I really do want to address. I think that, you know, I'm trying to use my platform to be able to educate others. And I think that more educated hikers not only provides for a better experience for others on the trail, um, but it also makes for safer hikes. Mm. So it's less rescues, it's less injury. Um, so I think the more that we can use our platforms and our voices to help educate new hikers or hikers that just haven't paid attention to what's right and uh, safe on a trail or also good for the environment is super important. Um, 
So that's really how I've transitioned my platform. It started out just really that I wanted to share a collection of cool exploration photos, but I've really learned um, that I really want to share my knowledge with others. Secondly, things that kind of frustrate me, um, I've seen a lot in the hiking community online, unfortunately, with almost like um, shaming newbies or giving people a hard time, like you should know that. Um, so I think that that's something that I'd like to see kind of change that there's no wrong question if you don't know the answer to it. Um, so I've been trying to be very welcoming for questions and give as much information as I possibly can. Um, when it comes to like trail etiquette itself, things that frustrate me is obviously seeing, you know, people having no care to sign in at the trail sign in, you know, it's used not just for your own safety, but also to monitor capacity and how many people come through the trails. Um, you know, people just taking advantage of the fact that other people will clean it up or that they just don't care of leaving garbage or, um, you know, just their belongings on the mountain. I feel you just need to be sure that if you're carrying it in, it's your responsibility to carry it out. Um, so those are just a few things, obviously, that frustrate me. You know, another big one, which people don't think about, and I'm a dog lover myself, is that, you know, when you're hiking, you should really have respect for others. You shouldn't just let your dog off a leash because it is something that people get afraid of or your dog even could get hurt by getting into something that's dangerous, like a rattlesnake or, you know, um, get too close to the edge or something. So there's a lot of rules out there, but they're meant for a reason. And I think that the more we can all talk about it and welcome questions and welcome helpful advice, then we can all do our part a little bit better on the mountain. How are you maintaining your progress? Are you are you journaling or do you have an Excel spreadsheet or something to keep track of all your accomplishments? I do. I, I love Excel <laughs> I knew spreadsheets. I knew Fun it. fact. <laughs> yeah, I definitely um, I keep track of every hike that I do um, because I love to be able to see the mileage and elevation and um, progression. You know, I even write down sometimes how long the hike takes me because I like to if I do the hike again, I like to see the improvement. Um, again, I don't, I don't run. I'm not a super fast um, hiker on the trail, but I do like to see that my endurance has built up. I also have a blog on my website. Um, so I do blog after I finish a hike because I do get a lot of people asking for um, reviews on hikes or hike recommendations. Um, so that's been a big way that I've been scripting out what to expect when you hike. And I do that pretty soon after I get back from the hike. So I don't forget. So use all trails or any other type of software or electronic assistance for you? I do. Um, I'll use all trails um, for inspiration on hikes or basic information. I like to read hike reviews, you know, sometimes, especially in the shoulder season where we are in New York, you know, it's nice to see, oh, trails are still covered in ice, trails are muddy. Yeah. You know, it's helpful. Obviously, I'm prepared for anything, but it's nice to have an actual um, expectation as to what you can see. Um, but I do know with all things online and you kind of have to take them with a grain of salt uh, like all trails for example you know they tend to run a little short yeah. right so you get there and you're anticipating an eight mile hike and you come out and you're like wow my fitbit or my apple watch says 10 miles why is that um so i think you know go in with the mindset that okay it's a great tool for basic information but also give yourself a little buffer that it's probably not a hundred percent accurate yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think my fr most frustrating experience was a, a trek that took twice as long as a plan and it, it just demoralizes you as well. Uh, no, <sighs> normally, yeah. normally at this part of the episode, I ask the guests what they've learned from the last year. But for you, I think it's going to be incredibly profound because you took this challenging situation that occurred 
and you made it into a positive and you made it into a dramatic lifestyle change. So I'm really interested to know what do you feel is the biggest lesson, life lesson you've learned from the last year? Um, I definitely think that, you know, it, I, I would say the biggest thing for me is that your body is really an incredible thing, right? And you can push yourself to go as high as you want to go. You know, don't feel like that mountain is unattainable for you. You know, somebody's done it or maybe somebody hasn't even done it before. But if you put your mind to it and you put the work and the time and the effort, you can get there. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing that I pride myself in. I gave myself a little bit more confidence in myself. Um, you know, like I said, when I started, I didn't really think I could ever be a high peaker, right? And now my goal for the summer is I've, I've got 20 different peaks I want to hit this summer coming up. Um, so I'm just, I, I want to say it to anybody out there who has a dream, just go for it and put the work in and you can get there and uh, be proud of yourself. Love that. Tell me about what Summit Beer Day is. Oh, so <laughs> my favorite tradition when I climb a mountain is at the summit, I like to celebrate with a beer. Um, it started literally from the first hike and it's just kind of spun from there. And now I do it every single time, even in winter with my gloves on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I decided there's a national beer day, but there's not a national summit beer day. And it's funny because there's so many people out there, men, women, everything else um, that enjoy having a beverage at the top. So I was like, you know what, let's make it a thing and let's see if we can get this going for years to come. So it's May 22nd and we're just going to try and hashtag it and see people around the world or whoever wants to participate, go out on your local trailer mountain and share a picture having a beer on a summit. And what is the beer of choice for you? You know, it's funny. I actually tried Northway Brewery. Um, it's a local brewery up in Queensbury, New York. Um, I tried them back in June and, um, from there on, I just really enjoyed their beer. It's like a, it's a pale IPA is typically what I like. It's their, uh, they have a sunrise session IPA and I really enjoy that. Um, but I've been adventuring with a bunch of different craft beers. So it's been a lot of fun. Fantastic. I know you're gradually improving your fitness and improving the heights of the mountains you're accomplishing. So down the road, what are some of the larger mountains that you have on your sites that you'd like to hit? Um, so near future, it's obviously I want to finish all 46 high peaks. Um, from there, I really would like to explore the White Mountains in New Hampshire. I just think they're absolutely gorgeous. And it's, you know, close enough that I would definitely like to tackle them. Um, I want to check out the Catskills. There's a bunch um, of mountains there that look really pretty and they're close enough that I'd like to see them. And then, you know, I've never really explored out west hiking. So I definitely want to get out to Colorado, Utah, um, and see all the different sites, some of the national parks, and some of the really iconic hikes that there are out there because I've never experienced those yet. So they're all on my list. <laughs> when I was a kid, it wasn't a, I would not refer to myself as a hiker. And um, I had an infatuation for some reason with Mount Everest. I have no idea why. And my mom it likes to bring it up to me now that, you know, I used to tell her my goal in life was that I wanted to hike Mount Everest. So mm -hmm. now it doesn't seem as far-fetched. So who knows? Maybe someday. We'll see. <laughs> I love that. How can people stay up to date with your with your journey? How can they stay up to date and find more information and just follow along your life? So I've got lots of exciting things to come. I'm actually, um, I've got my blog. So my summitsearcherblog.com for any um, hiking reviews or anything like that, different content information um i have my youtube channel at summit searcher so you can check that out 
Um, and I'm actually working on doing um, a podcast myself um, dedicated to all things just about hiking. Um, so that's going to launch sometime in June. Um, so I'm just trying to cover all my bases and get out there as much as I can and connect with fellow hikers in this wonderful community. So I'm excited to see what's next for myself as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation, much respect to Julie. Be sure to give her a follow on Instagram, summit underscore searcher. Be sure to tag Summit Beer Day on May 22nd when you're out on your next adventure. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story, each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son. 